Mask Radio Influence, podcasting redefined. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, T.J. Reeves. Oh, yes, we are back in the month of January and ready to preview another welterweight showdown. It is Big Fight Weekend. It is Keith Thurman and Josecito Lopez. World welterweight showdown Saturday night coming at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Fox will televise all over the country as part of their deal with Premier Boxing Champions. And it is part of what we are doing here on Big Fight Weekend. I am merely the host of the program, T.J. Reeves. I've got some great guests, including the champ is here. The champ is here, Keith Thurman. Clearwater, Florida had an opportunity to speak with Keith recently in his training for this upcoming fight one-on-one. You'll hear that interview soon. Big preview of this fight. Learn more about the opponent, Josecito Lopez, as we go. Lopez out of California. Really can best be described as a veteran, a journeyman. This is his last hurrah. We're going to talk about that as the show goes along. So plenty on the plate. Reminder, by the way, if you found us through RadioInfluence.com, subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, tune in wherever podcasts are found. Search for Big Fight Weekend. And I'm excited to, uh, to unveil these guests whenever there's a huge fight coming on. And there's going to be a bunch of them here over the next 60 to 90 days. We're part of it on Big Fight Weekend. So again, go subscribe to the show because whenever we do a new one in the preview mode like this one for Thurman Lopez, when we recap a fight, etc., and have the guests on, the show will come automatically to your phone, to your iPad, uh, to your handheld device. Love to to get it immediately as soon as we have a new one like it is in this case in the preview mode for the Saturday Night Showdown on Fox. So again, for Keith Thurman here, uh, this is the this is the battle. Uh, the battle is coming off of a long layoff. The battle is ring rust. The, the battle is being away from the sport. Thurman's last fight came uh, back in March of 2017 as uh, that night he defeated Danny Garcia by decision. And, uh, and shortly after that, a series of injuries, an elbow injury for Keith Thurman required surgery. And then eventually in 2018, while training and, and getting ready for a fight in the fall, suffered a hand injury as well. So Keith Thurman's been out of action since March of 2017. Two years for him, despite a 28-0 record, despite 22 knockouts, despite uh, being welterweight champion of the world as the WBA's welterweight champion, and also winning from Garcia the WBC welterweight championship that night in March of 2017 at the Barclays Center at this same location. Uh, Keith Thurman's not been able to fight because of the injury. So now that's the that's the A number one question here that we're going to ask of our guests. Speaking of our guests, we're going to talk a little bit later on to Keith Eidick. Uh Keith is a longtime boxing writer in the New York, New Jersey area, writes for BoxingScene.com, senior writer and columnist. And at the time that we are coming your way with Big Fight Weekend, they've just had the fighter press conferences. Keith was around Keith Thurman and also Josecito Lopez. So you'll hear from him with his insight on what he's looking for from Thurman in this fight in particular, uh, coming off that long layoff. And, uh, and how much of a challenge will Lopez be able to give Thurman in this fight at 147 pounds uh, coming up? So Keith Eidick will be here. We're also going to get the chance to hear from Dan Birmingham, the uh, the trainer, the longtime, uh, I believe, Hall of Fame caliber trainer for uh, Keith Thurman. I've known Dan Birmingham for 27 years now, going all the way back to the early 1990s has run the St. Pete Boxing Club, uh, trained the former middleweight and junior middleweight uh, champion, world champion, Ronald Winky Wright. The Wink has been on this podcast before. The Wink, a a multi-time world champion, uh, numerous title fight wins. Dan Birmingham along the way in his corner with Wink, and Wink now in the Boxing Hall of Fame. Dan also in the corner of Jeff Lacey, a local Tampa Bay area fighter, when Jeff Lacey became a world champion in the super middleweight, 168-pound division. He's had championship fighters throughout his tenure. He now has Keith Thurman, and Keith 
Uh, he's been involved with Keith since Keith was a teenager uh, back uh, back 15 years ago or more. So um, I love Dan's insight. I, I'm going to get a preview from him on what he's looking for in this fight and also out of Lopez. Uh, little Jose, Josecito Lopez out of Riverside, California, known as the Riverside Rocky. He's been in there with Canelo Alvarez before. He's had some different fights uh, at the highest level. This is his last big hurrah. Lopez has won his last three fights but did lose uh, to Andre Berto previously, lost to Marcos Maidana previously, and to Canelo Alvarez previously, all within the last three or four years. So last big shot for Lopez here. Can he, with uh, 19 career knockouts, can he pose a threat to Keith Thurman? We're going to find out in this fight on Saturday. So the unbeaten Thurman off the layoff, uh, coming up here to fight Lopez, a, uh, a veteran who's older at 34 years of age in this matchup. want to tell you, too, that we're also sponsored here by Touch Vodka. TouchVodka.com, a Florida-bred, uh, fantastic adult beverage, and the president of Fat Dog Spirits that's, uh, that distributes and uh, produces Touch Vodka. Mr. Ron Bartholomew will be back with me on Big Fight Weekend. He's a humongous fight fan. He's got some insight and a great story about trying to get to a Keith Thurman fight in Las Vegas. He didn't quite make it, but it makes for a great story. And so Ron Bartholomew will be here on, on behalf of Touch Vodka later on in the podcast as well. So we've got plenty to go into motion. The fight is Saturday night. We're in the preview mode. It is Keith Thurman. It is Josecito Lopez. It's for Thurman's WBA welterweight championship. That is coming up on Fox on Saturday night from Brooklyn, New York. Let's get to the business. Let's get to the champ here straight ahead as part of Big Fight Weekend. Continue along on Big Fight Weekend for Thurman and Lopez on Fox from the Barclays Center. And Keith, one time Thurman is here. It is great to see you again. I know you are thrilled to be back. The first question that everybody wants to know, how you feeling? How's training going on your comeback here? How are things? Uh, we're good. Yeah, we're definitely happy to come back, man. It's been a long, long layoff, 22 months of inactivity. Um, Lopez is a game fighter. We're back in Brooklyn, back at Barclays. Uh, new network, Fox. There's a lot of exciting things in boxing, and I'm just happy to be stepping foot back into the ring. All right, more on Lopez in a second. Um, for you, coming off of an elbow surgery and trying to get back into the groove and get back into camp, what's been the challenge, or has there, has there been a challenge for you to get back into the groove here recently? Oh, no, you know, boxing is my heart and my soul. You know, I'm not learning anything new. We're just sharpening the pencil, you know, so we're, we're just happy to be back in here um, moving around. Uh, it's just the hard part was just – the injuries and the layoff and just wondering when my when I'm going to be healthy enough to set up a fight date. Well, I know uh, one other component to this. You've been around a lot of other fights and fighters, including recently. How tough has that been where you're used to being the guy and now you're around and other guys are fighting and you're anxious to get back at it? I know. No, I don't care. I, I love the sport of boxing and I'm I'm happy for a everybody's success in the sport because I understand how hard we all work as um, individuals and our teams and um, our, our families that support us all. So, you know, I don't ever, you know, get jealous of somebody else's success over my own. I'm just trying to live out my American dream and be the best fighter that I can be. So I'm just happy to be back in the sport of boxing, the sport that I love. All right, and what does it mean to be a headliner here in New York, one of the meccas of boxing, to be on Fox? For, for a fighter, what does that mean to have yourself associated with something like that, Keith? It's just beautiful, you know, um, to bring world-class boxing back to the general people. You know, Fox is a major, major network, and um, I've, I've been on big networks many times, and um, this is just um, a new network. I believe that they have a broader audience. You know, when you're working with HBO and when you're working with Showtime, I didn't grow up with HBO and Showtime. Not every household has HBO and Showtime. So e even though they're major network televisions and they're, and they're some of the big boys and they have a lot of money, they still don't have the eyes that Fox has at their disposal. So we're really excited about that and we just plan on showcasing our skills and our talent like we always have when we stepped in the ring come the 26th. Voice of Keith Thurman with us for another moment or two. Uh, when you see Lopez, Lopez is a guy that's been in there before with Canelo Alvarez and some others. Hasn't been as active maybe in the last couple of years, but you've seen a lot of different fights and a lot of tape. What stands out? What's the challenge? You know, for me, I just want to see how he 
deals with what I bring to the ring. Um, I know that he's a game fighter. He's been um, he's got a new trainer. He's got a new uh, template. You know, a, a new voice in his ear, and I, I know he's going to do his best to make an upset come the 26. But I'm just going to show him the difference between Keith Thurman and Canelo Alvarez and the other champions that he's fought in the past. And he will know that he is in the ring with one of the most devastating welterweights in the welterweight division today. I thought you were going to say one time, because it only takes one time, right? It's one time all the time, baby. <laughs> Keith Thurman, thank you. Good luck. Thank you. A reminder, Big Fight Weekend brought to you in part by Touch Vodka. Again, go to touchvodka.com to find out more about their outstanding product where you can get your hands on their five different flavors of their great product. It's touchvodka.com. Still to come, you'll hear from Dan Birmingham, trainer for Keith One-Time Thurman. Also, Ron Bartholomew from Touch Vodka here to tell some Keith Thurman stories and give us some insights uh, as well. As the show rolls on, it is Big Fight Weekend. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. Big Fight Weekend does roll on. I get the opportunity to talk for the first time with a guy that I've been reading a lot from when it comes to boxing. He is in the greater New York area where, oh, looky here, Thurman Lopez fighting at the Barclays Center. Let's bring on Keith Eidek here from BoxingScene.com, senior writer and columnist. Uh, who does a great job covering the sport. And obviously, as we gear up for this fight on Saturday night on Fox, he's going to give me some insight. Good to be with you as Keith Thurman returns to the the ring here after a long layoff. I guess that's the, the first question here as we welcome you in, the curiosity factor as we keep talking about with Thurman, right? Yeah, hey, TJ. Yeah, it's uh, the guy hasn't fought in 22 months. There's going to be some ring rust there. Uh, he'll have to get his timing back, and that's what this fight is about to a certain extent for Keith Thurman, getting his timing back, getting comfortable being in the ring again. But Josecito Lopez, while a big underdog, is not an easy out. He's a tough guy. He's going to keep coming forward. It's going to be an interesting fight. Yeah, Dan Birmingham, uh, the trainer, we're going to hear from him coming up with more of that scouting report, but he's got a famous saying because I've been around Birmingham for a long time. If the other guy is in front of you in a world title fight, he's dangerous. It doesn't matter. Unless you've tied his arms, I'm saying this now, behind his back, Birmingham is basically saying if he's in front of you in a title fight, he's dangerous, Keith, and you got to look at it that way. Absolutely, you know, because this is – for all intents and purposes, for Josecito Lopez, this is his last chance. You know, he's had some big opportunities in his career, fought Canelo Alvarez. You know, he's fought at the top level many times. He's been stopped a few times. He feels sort of rejuvenated here. He's 34 years old, but he has a new trainer, Robert Garcia, who's one of the best trainers in boxing, trains his brother, Mikey Garcia, and many others. Uh, so this is a great opportunity for him. It's on Fox. It's on a network television where millions of people can tune in. So, uh, he's 34, so this is kind of the last chance for him. But if he upsets Keith Thurman, it completely changes his life on Saturday night. Oh, there's no doubt about that. So Thurman with the long layoff for an elbow injury and a hand injury. You know, and look, I mean, there's different injuries. You know, somebody could have a, a leg injury, a back injury for whatever reason. But when it involves punching, which is such a big part of the sport, and in Thurman's case, he is a thunderous puncher. It is a great mystery here as to how much pop he has we're not going to know, really, till Saturday night, right? Well, we won't, TJ. And I think what's interesting more than anything is his hand going into this fight. I think at this point, he's nearly two years removed from the elbow surgery. So I would think that at now, by now, if his elbow is not right, it never will be right. So I think from that perspective, he'll be okay. But Keith Thurman said something very interesting on the conference call on Tuesday, and then reiterated it again to me when we spoke after the press conference, he's not quite sure how his left hand is going to react. He's not saying that it hurts, but in a fight with smaller gloves, he's just not sure you know, entirely how his left hand is going to react. So uh, he's got some uh, hesitation about his left hand, it sounds like to me. He didn't use that word, but that's just the vibe I get from him uh, during fight week, that he's a little worried about his left hand so he, he said it's something he's going to have to monitor moving forward he'll obviously know much more 
early Sunday morning, how his left hand feels after a 12 round fight or, or fewer rounds. So, uh, so I think that's one thing to really keep an eye on to see if he's using his jab, if he's able to use his left hook, particularly during the second half of the fight. And uh, that's, that's something worth monitoring. And of course his elbow, you know, should be okay, but that could be an issue also. A voice of Keith Eidick with me here, BoxingScene.com. Keith also in the New Jersey Boxing Hall of Fame uh, as well. So he's giving me some great insight uh, here into this fight that's going to be at Barclays Center. Um, I know we'll get into the big picture a little bit more and what could be on the line here. But in terms of, uh, in terms of Thurman, uh, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic. He needs, I believe, to be good, if not spectacular, for people to want more and for those big fights to materialize. So uh, I know he answered this earlier in the podcast that it's not just about being spectacular. It's find a way to win the fight, be ready to go. But, Keith, it's easy for us now to, as, as uh, media people, as analysts, to say, doesn't he have to have a big knockout or something spectacular to be relevant again here? So weigh that with the layoff, if you would, please. Balancing both. Yeah, to some degree, it's almost better if he goes rounds, if he goes deeper into the fight, maybe even 12 rounds. Although Josecito Lopez has lost by knockout before, Keith Thurman needs rounds. He hasn't fought in almost two years. It's a 22-month layoff. That Even with someone in his physical prime as Keith is, it, that's a long layoff. So he needs to shed some of that rust during this fight. And if the fight went 10, 11, 12 rounds, I don't think that's the worst thing for him as long as he doesn't struggle. If he's comfortably winning and uh, he doesn't necessarily win by knockout, I don't think that's the end of the world for him because he does need to get these rounds in. I think he wants to fight maybe one more time before he goes against a top-level guy. I don't know what the resistance will be from the fans. Not that they're, you know, they'll make the fights that they want to make regardless, but I don't know what kind of resistance he'll get from Al Heyman, who obviously is his advisor and runs the uh, premier boxing champion. So um, Keith wants to be paid at a certain level also. So he's, he's going to get this fight, which is seen as a tune-up fight, although I think it might be a little more dangerous than your typical tune-up fight. But uh, you know, his next fight might have to be more of a step up than he's looking to take. Um, all right, so uh, that leads us to uh, what's on the line here, obviously, for Thurman and for the future. You know, we've seen Terrence Crawford fight recently. We've seen uh, Errol Spence fight recently and Mikey Garcia fight recently. Obviously, Thurman had a great fight back about two and a half, three years ago with Sean Porter uh, now, who's another one of the champions in the division. I'm intrigued just at the prospect that these guys will be fighting each other somewhere down the road. And that's also another part of the pressure or what's on the line for Thurman. If he wants to be part of fights with Crawford, obviously, whoever wins the Garcia Spence with Porter again in a rematch, you got to win here. So that's another that's another added component to this fight Saturday night at Berkeley Center. Sure, if he wants to make the kind of money that Keith Thurman thinks that he deserves and, and that he intends to make in boxing, of course he has to win on Saturday night to make those fights available to him or to keep those fights available to him. So, uh, but, but there are some great opportunities out there for him if he goes ahead and beats Josecito Lopez. All right, so I love putting the prognostication hat on. Oh, I just made that up. I love trying to figure out what's going to happen in these fights. Let me couch it this way. If Lopez has a shot to win Saturday night, it's because he does what well or takes advantage of what? I think if he takes advantage of, of Keith Thurman's rust, if, he, if Keith just can't get into a rhythm and Josecito Lopez presses him early in the fight and makes it a firefight, that could work to his advantage. You know, The other thing is that Keith Thurman has been hurt to the body before. Uh, everyone remembers the body punch that Luis Colazo mm-hmm. hit him with. Luis Colazo probably is a, maybe not necessarily at that age that he was when he fought uh, Keith Thurman then. But but Luis Colazo was a very talented fighter. He's a former welterweight champion. Was a big underdog in that fight. But caught him with a body shot that really changed the complexion of that fight. If uh, Josecito Lopez can hit him to the body similarly. Uh, we could have a different fight than we're expecting on Saturday night. Well, you don't know this because you and I are just getting to know each other. I was in the building that night in in what's now the Yingling Center, what was the Sun Dome in Tampa for that PBC show where Thurman was the main event. And Colazzo whacked him with that body shot and the gasp, not only from Thurman, but all over the arena when Thurman buckled from that 
was that, oh, man, uh, the wrong guy just scored the big punch and, and Thurman, the hero, may be in trouble. And, and he showed something that night with being able to recover from that. I know it's a body shot. It's not like you got drilled and got knocked down and got up at the count of nine. But he showed something that night because that body shot rocked him. Um, and so that only goes to the point again that L- Lopez is dangerous. Lopez uh, has 19 career knockouts and may be able to land a significant punch in that in this fight. That's part of the intrigue of why we're watching Saturday, right, Keith? Uh, absolutely, TJ. And to speak to your point, that Keith Thurman really did show real resolve in that fight. He, you know, he took that body shot. Anyone can get hurt with a body shot, and you get hit with the right shot to your body. It can be temporarily paralyzing. It, you know, you see guys lose it with, with body shots. It's not frequent, but it does happen sometimes where they really just caught, get caught in the perfect place. But for Keith to have recovered from that and come back and won that fight, I think that really showed something a little earlier in his career about how tough he is, about how resourceful he is. And, uh, you know, Keith is, a, is a, an elite-level fighter, as you well know, being as familiar with him as you are. Um, you know, he's taken some backlash over the last you know, year or so with some of the things that he said about who he wants to fight, who he doesn't necessarily want to fight. But he's an elite welterweight. He's one of the best boxers in the world, and I'm looking forward to seeing him fight on Saturday night. couple more minutes. Keith Idick here, BoxingScene.com, senior writer and columnist. Been a longtime writer covering the sport. He'll be in Barclays Center. Was around the fighters on Thursday at the time that we're talking uh, with this. Hey, just a quick one. Uh, Thurman's demeanor a couple of days for the, before the fight, whatever it's worth. You've been around a lot of these guys, press conferences and this stuff on, a, on a, occasions previously before fights. How did Thurman look to you? What did you think? He seemed very relaxed to me today. I didn't see anything out of the ordinary from him. He was, you know, Keith is a very thoughtful guy. He's more cerebral than a lot of the boxers that we deal with on a regular basis. He'll give you some interesting answers. He, you know, he has uh, a lot of hobbies outside of boxing that most boxers don't have. Um, you know, he doesn't watch TV all that much. He's a, he's a reader. He's a thinker. He's a philosopher. Um, but he seemed like his normal, relaxed self today. I mean, he seemed perfectly fine. I, th- I don't think he's underestimating Josecito Lopez in any way. I think Keith Thurman is too smart for that. Um, I also think he knows that Josecito Lopez is coming to take what Thurman has because this is probably his last opportunity in this type of fight. If he, you know, if he gets stopped in this fight, you know, he's not going to get another opportunity like this. So he, so he knows what's at stake for Lopez. Obviously, knows what's at stake for him. And I don't think Keith Thurman is the type of guy who wants to fight, you know, late into his 30s. He turned 30 in, in November. I don't think he wants to be the kind of guy who's fighting at 36, 37. He wants to get the type of fights that he wants, make massive amounts of money because it's certainly available right now if you're at the top level, and then, you know, quietly, you know, retire and go enjoy the rest of his life. Understood on that. All right, another uh, one with put, put on the uh, prognostication hat, the crystal ball. If it's going well for Keith Thurman, why? what will be the indicator, especially early on in the fight after a 22-month layoff, to you? What are you looking for that tells you, okay, Thurman's in good shape to start this fight? I want to see him pumping his jab because that'll show me that his left hand is okay if, he, if, he's, if he's doing that consistently within the first few rounds of the fight. I want to see him punch in combination. I mean, that's something that... You know, when you've been inactive for a long time, sometimes that's difficult to do, to kind of get your rhythm together and to put punches in combination together the way that you're accustomed to doing. And it's something that he's obviously done in the past. So I'd like to see that in the first few rounds, just see how long it takes him to kind of get used to being under the bright lights again. Not that he'll be intimidated by it in any way or anything, but, but it has been a long time. I mean, you know, March 2017 was a long time ago, um, and, and boxing's uh, years especially so it's going to be interesting to see the first three or four rounds how active he is um, how comfortable he looks in the ring uh, you know sometimes you see guys kind of sh- guys in fights shaking out their arms and everything and it, right. it just shows that they're uncomfortable so I just I just want to see Keith look comfortable in the first couple of rounds to know that he's you know mentally and physically where he needs to be early in the fight and I love insight from guys uh, like you and as much as you have as much as you want to share here what's what's the educated guess and maybe you've been able to dig and find some reporting that if Thurman wins and let's say hypothetically wins impressively we likely will see him again uh, by the fall of 2019 who is that opponent I know I'm already supposing that he wins but if he does win what are you hearing about who would be next and what's on the line for down the road well I, I, there's not necessarily I, there's a list of guys that right. that are in play 
But right now, I think it's a little too soon to say who that person would be. And I do think he might come back before the fall because he says that he wants to fight three times. And if he wants to fight three times, this is January. So maybe, you know, sometime in the summer and then sometime in the late fall or winter. If he really is, if he's being uh, genuine about fighting three times, I think that would be the type of timetable he would need to come back, you know, in the summer sometime. Um, but, you know, look, he, he has said more than once that he wants to fight maybe someone a little better than Josecito Lopez, but not necessarily someone as good as Sean Porter or, you know, certainly not Errol Spence uh, in his next fight. Um, if Al Heyman is willing to give him a, a seven-figure payday for another one of those type of fights, I, I think Thurman will take that. But if he maybe if he feels good enough after this fight where he doesn't feel like he needs another, you know, tune-up type fight, to get back to where he was two years, you know, when he beat Danny Garcia, uh, maybe his next fight will be Sean Porter. You know, Sean Porter's fighting March 9th in, uh, at the uh, old StubHub Center in Carson, California. If he beats your Dennis Ugas, that fight is right there for both of those guys. Uh, the, the WBC has said that Keith Thurman will get an opportunity to win back his WBC title, which is the belt that Sean Porter has now after defeating Danny Garcia in September at the Barclays Center. Uh, so he's the you know champion emeritus, and he, look, they're going to give him a chance to win that title back. So I would, if Keith Thurman has already obviously already beaten Sean Porter, he feels like he could do it again. If he was looking for a higher profile fight that might not be as dangerous for him as the Errol Spence fight, and of course we have to see what Errol Spence does against Mikey Garcia. But if if he's looking for that type of fight, I would suspect Sean Porter is the guy that he would fight next. It's a fight that people would want to see again because their first yep. fight was very entertaining. So, you know, I could see that happening, you know, maybe summer, or early fall, maybe. Um, but but I don't think he's going to fight Errol Spence next or this year. All right. Well, and Manny Pacquiao is also a possibility. Sure, and that name is out there, too. And so we'll see. I mean, I remember Thurman joked with me about three, four years ago in and around the Pacquiao-Mayweather fight being made. I'd get in there with both of them if they would let me and give me a good payday. That was his sense of humor <laughs> on that, on, on whatever okay. it takes. You know, <laughs> he, he, he talked about it in the context, and you're... Uh, you're obviously going to like this. He talked about it like in the context of WWE three-way match. You know, uh, first first person to score a fall wins the match, something like that. But we'll we'll see. You got to win the first one that's in front of you. I agree. the The rematch with Porter is juicy. But does Thurman have the mindset? What do I have to prove by beating Sean Porter again when I could fight somebody else? We'll see on that too. Then again, if enough money's there. That's how that's how that sometimes gets uh, worked out. Keith, once again, uh, thank you. Plug away on where we can read more of your coverage of this upcoming fight Saturday night for the World Welterweight Championship with Keith Thurman and Josecito Lopez. Uh, yes, you can read it on BoxingScene.com. Uh, you know, we'll have plenty of coverage uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then obviously, you know, we're uh, you know we put up twenty to twenty-five. Uh, pieces of copy a day so there's plenty of boxing content there for people every day and uh, my twitter handle is at idec boxing it's at i-d-e-c boxing and uh you know we always you always look and interact with fans and readers and everything so uh i appreciate the plugs tj i love it i love it thank you for coming on letting me uh, uh tap into obviously your insight your knowledge let's see what happens with one time thurman uh, again, we're not supposed to root. I'm here in the Tampa Bay area on this podcast. I'm rooting for big fights to happen. I'm rooting for exciting fights to happen. And if Thurman wins this, we're going to get some exciting fights with him down the road. So let's see if that comes through on this. Keith Idick, thank you, sir. Thank you, TJ. I appreciate the time. Well, we do roll on. It is Big Fight Weekend. It is Thurman. It is Lopez. It is a main event on Fox. It's coming up. And I, I say this to this man all the time, every chance that I get. I've known him for such a long time, and the fact that he still returns my call, my text message, my email. Thank you, Dan Birmingham. Great to see you. You're the only one I return the call to. That's it. I don't call anybody else. I'm loyal. I love, I love that. So we've been around each other for a while. Um, all right, so as we've been talking about, there's been a layoff for Keith, he's back in training now. Uh, take me through what this has been like to get him refreshed, rehabbed, and ready to go. I think the layoff was good for Keith because, you know, Ben Getty started him when he was seven years old, marched him through the amateurs and all through the pros, and he's really never had a layoff. He's never had an injury so severe that would keep him out of boxing for this long. So I think, I think the layoff was great. 
the interim, he's traveled some. He got married. I mean, there's some different things that have gone on. So what's the challenge now to get refocused, get back in the routine? It, has it been a challenge? Not at all. Not at all. Keith is anxious to fight. And like I said, I think the layoff is good. He got married, which I think was great. I can't wait for him to have a baby because his, anybody that has kids knows your whole life and attitude changes when you have children. But I think it's been a blessing. No doubt about that. Um, all right, so when you have a fighter that comes back from an injury, in this case it's an elbow injury, what does that mean for a camp? What does it mean? It's obviously going to be a little different. You're going to be a little more cautious. But what else does it mean? Well, actually, we haven't really been cautious at all. I mean, Keith waited long enough for his elbow to heal completely. So he didn't start back prematurely. So we're, we're going 100% for this fight. Take me through this camp, how long it's been going on, how it's progressing as we lead up to the, uh, to the week here. Give me, give me a little bit of lowdown on this. Yeah, we've been back in camp about 10 weeks now, according to Mr. Chris Getty. And uh, Keith is back to his usual self. I mean, uh, bossing me around. You know, it's hard to boss a world champion around. When they're a little kid, you boss them around. When they become rich and a world champion, they start telling you what to do. So, you know, it's, uh, it's a complete turnaround in that regard. But the camp's been great. Keith's working hard, and we're ready for Lopez. Did you see something early on in this camp, where, and you've done this again with other world champions, where you went, okay, he's back, ding. And if so, was there something? Was there a moment? Uh, actually, the moment was when he walked through the doors. When he came in the doors, I mean, Keith always goes 100%. He's never at 80 or 90. When he does something in anything in life, he goes 100%. I mean, look, he went overseas, traveled the world, met a girl overseas. Not a local girl. Met a girl overseas. So, uh, now Keith's going to be ready, and he's ready for Lopez and anybody else that stands in front of him. All right. Again, Dan Birmingham with us here as part of Big Fight Weekend. He has been training uh, world champions for the better part of about four decades now. Um, I know what you're going to tell me. I'm going to ask it anyway. There are a lot of people saying, okay, Lopez is no big deal. Uh, he's lost the biggest fights that he's fought. He hasn't been active lately. I see you already looking at me and shaking your head. The, the guy across from you is always dangerous. You taught me that a long time ago. The biggest mistake a fighter or trainer or anybody in the camp can do is to take the opponent lightly. You have to somehow, you know, tell your fighter that this guy can – beat you if you if you slack off this guy can take your fame away from you and Keith knows that Keith's very smart so he doesn't let up a bit in camp in terms of Lopez I don't expect you to go into a whole bunch of what you're going to do strategically but when you watch him and again he's not been active a bunch recently but when you watch him what immediately stands out that's a challenge I see a tough guy that likes to come forward that likes to stay close that likes to work the body and he's a, he's a formidable opponent, and we're not taking him lightly at all. couple more here. Big stage, and obviously uh, being featured on Fox, et cetera. Some, some would think, okay, maybe there's an inclination for a fighter. i got to make a statement. i got to have a big knockout. i gotta, I got to do something spectacular. How do you go about handling that part of this when Keith has been away for a while, and now he's back and it's a big stage? Well, I don't say that to him, that he needs a knockout. He knows he has to look good. He knows he has to impress the media and everybody else, and he will. But uh, I don't tell him to go for the knockout, especially in the first round, even though he might. Even though he might. I mean, he's Keith Thurman. He's very unpredictable. One time on that. And I, I've asked you this one so many times for the audience here as part of this podcast. It is still, the smile is still on your face to not only be part of training, but the night of the fight and the walk to the ring and stepping through the ropes and being in there. Is there anything like it? It's a rush. It's a rush. There's nothing like it. I mean, it's a culmination of all the hard training. And, uh, you know, we look forward to that walk to the ring. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, TJ. It is Big Fight Weekend. We're counting down to Thurman Lopez. World welterweight title fight on Fox as Keith Thurman comes uh, back to the ring after almost a two-year layoff, and it has been—it's been a little bit of a layoff for me to talk with this guy. He is the president of Fat Dog Spirits and part of Touch Vodka, our uh, one of our sponsors here as part of Big Fight Weekend. Mr. Ron Bartholomew is back to talk boxing with me. Happy New Year! I know we're a little bit into January, but Happy New Year! And I know you're excited like I am to see Keith Thurman in the ring Saturday night. Oh, man, I'm very excited. I mean, we're very excited. Everybody in Tampa is excited. I think the boxing world is very excited. 
Um, it's been a long layoff for him, and you know, but we got to see what he has. Lopez is, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm not gonna say he's the strongest opponent, but I think for Keith Thurman to come in, um, you know, after 22 months off, it's it, he's a great opponent opponent to see where his measurables are. I think um, I'm not sure what we're gonna see, but if Keith Thurman can get through it and put on an impressive performance, even if it's not a knockout. If they just go to distance and he does it impressively, I think he'll knock some of the rust off. No doubt. And, you know, we played an interview uh, earlier, and you know the name Dan Birmingham, who worked with Winky Wright, worked with Jeff Lacey, now works with Keith. Yeah. We played an interview with him, and you're going to smile here because you know how it goes in boxing. Uh, Birmingham said, look, this guy has been in with world champions. This guy's got uh, 19 knockouts. If he's in front of you, he is dangerous. And Keith has got to approach it like that. And Keith will approach it like that. But to your point that you can't just disregard this guy, there is such a thing as one punch in boxing like we talk about, and the guy's dangerous if he's in front of you. 100%. Not only that, he has Robert Garcia in his corner. So, hey, you know, Garcia is, 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 is the man when it comes to, to training and and I mean, I, you can't underestimate him at all. So I'm not underestimating him. I just think that Keith Thurman has to be careful, try to make sure he gets his legs under him. And, you know, the first couple of rounds, just measure the guy out. And like we all know, it can all end in one punch from out of the guy. That goes on any given day. But at the same time, I think, you know, it's so important for Keith to be careful for the simple fact that at some point, you know, he has to get back to beating the real formidable guys and ultimately fighting Errol Spence. So we know where, where this is all headed. But he got to knock the rust off and just be careful in this one. All right, I want you to tell me the funny story because the last time Thurman was in the ring, you were trying to get to Vegas, oh. or actually, it was it was before that. It was the the Robert Guerrero fight at the MGM Grand. You were trying to get to Vegas and get to the fight in March of 2015. You didn't get to the fight, but you got a great That's story right. about Vegas. So, Ron Bartholomew, tell me about that story. All right, so here we go. Here we go. So. I fly into Vegas um, from Tampa to go to the fight, Guerrero and, uh, and Thurman, and our plane was delayed uh, from the connection. So my daughter and I were going to be sitting ringside, I think maybe like the third row or something like that. And the thing about it is is that when we got to Vegas late and then we tried to go to the arena, there was so much traffic on, uh, on the strip that we couldn't get there. All right, so the good thing was is that at least the tickets were comp because my wife is a pretty uh, big-time player over with the MGM Resorts and Aria. So that, that wasn't the problem. But I needed to see this, this fight in a bad way because this was a real formidable opponent for, for Thurman. And so I'm like, okay, man, what do I do? After I didn't move for probably about 20 minutes, I only moved like tw- two blocks, I was like, I'll never make it to the fight. So we went back around and pulled back into Aria's garage at the to, to valet. <laughs> And I ran to my room with my daughter. And I'm like, you got to see this fight. And so we were looking at the fight. The fight was so exciting. And it was my first time to, to be able to introduce my daughter to boxing. You know, Keith Thurman from, from training in St. Pete, this, that, and the other. And we were really behind him. And the thing about it is they called security. We were making so much noise in the room. Anyway, it was a so so it's like round nine, round nine, and we got and we and we're knocking, we're knocking on the door, knock knock knock, Mr. Bartholomew, you're man. making too much noise. That's what's going on. Oh, man, I was listen, I was so mad that I couldn't get there, but I enjoyed the fight. I got a chance to see it from my hotel room, and you know, so that was my daughter's first introduction, not only to boxing but to Keith Thurman. Oh. So we really pulled for Keith Thurman here. I mean, you know, with it's just boxing is back to me. I mean, you know, boxing has come a long way, and people like Keith Thurman has a lot to do with it, along with the others that's making everything happen now. And here's another thing, again, as we talk with Ron Bartholomew, who is the president of Nirvana Spirits, and I will talk to him about Touch Vodka here in just a second, but Thurman is such a likable, well-spoken guy, which the sport needs a lot of. I know uh, we had a guy on just before you came on a little earlier, uh, Keith Eidick is his name, uh, and Keith is a longtime boxing writer in the New York, New Jersey area, and he is very impressed, and he said it from the press conference on Thursday, that Keith is different because he he elaborates. He's so thoughtful he talks about uh everyday issues he talks about other sports it's refreshing it's different it makes you want to root for him even more ron bartholomew is my point that's right he's a he's a gentleman man um outside of the ring he's very thoughtful um i've seen him sign an autograph i've seen people skip skip the line and he's like you know that's not fair and he's just a nice guy man very nice guy but you know like 
this whole thing, you know, people are misunderstanding and taking it like Thurman has been, you know, hiding away from Errol Spence, this, that, and the other. If you really listen to what Thurman says and his camp says, let's think about this. Thurman really got to big time before Errol Spence. So now Errol Spence is on the coming. Don't get me wrong. I don't know if there's anybody better right now um, than Errol Spence, but the point is, is that Thurman didn't take those fights. He had to have the elbow surgery, this, that, and the other. And I think he feels like he just wasn't ready. So at some point, you know, this will all take care of itself. But we have a lot of great boxers right now, man, and you yep. have to really appreciate this. We really have to appreciate this. You know, and sometimes I even look at some of the, I won't name any networks, but if you look at the websites, you go through the sports, and it's a sports website, but you go through, and boxing is like 10th on the list. They even have, like, different, you know, uh, sports before you even get to the boxing tab. And I'm just yep, like, yep. if people really understand boxing, I think it's the most unique sport. It's my favorite sport, even though I'm a big Saints fan. And, you know, I'm heartbroken right now. But that's a whole other, I know. But that's a whole other discussion. The thing about it, the, the whole thing about it is, is that boxing has looked like they've, they've fought so hard to come back. And, you know, I just wanted to get the respect that it deserves. It's, it's, a, it's, it's truly a sport unlike any other you got to have the heart and soul. You have to be – it's all about training. It's all about mismatches. It's all about finding the other guy's weakness if he has one. Most boxers have lots of strength and maybe just one little weakness, you know. But once they figure each other out, it's just the most amazing thing. How many times have you seen somebody lose a fight for eight rounds? Next thing you know, we get in the ninth round and, and just knock somebody out. It's the craziest thing. So I love it, man. And I, I just love the fact that Keith Thurman is coming back after a two-year layoff, and I, I want him to knock off the rust and it just – just give an impressive uh, performance. And that will and set into motion, sure. That will set into motion That's whether right. he rematches Porter, who's the WBC champion. Uh, you mentioned yeah. Spence is fighting Mikey Garcia coming up in, a, in about six yeah. weeks. That could be on the radar. Terrence that. Crawford in the next year or two could be on the radar. Yeah. So you're right. I mean, we have got notable names, American names in that welterweight division that are great fighters, and I'm looking forward to seeing them fight each other, and hopefully Keith Thurman is part of that. That's the hope. Now we got to see what happens yes. Saturday night on Fox. All right, before I let you get out of here, tell me more. Touch Vodka, a great sponsor of ours. I know it's a great product. It is it is uh, manufactured, born and bred here out of Florida. Tell the audience more about Touch Vodka and where they can find it, etc. Ron. Hey, so uh, our Touch Vodka, so we're Fat Dog Spirits, and we make two different brands that we have out in the marketplace right now. One is Touch Vodka, like you said, TJ, and the other one is Nirvana Spirits. So the way they differentiate themselves, you know, Touch Vodka is a vodka line in which we have five different SKUs. We have one that's made from honey, does not taste like honey. It's our original. We call it the Artisan. We have one that's Touch One, uh, made from corn, gluten-free. We have a Key Lime. We have Ruby Red Grapefruit, and we also have a Valencia Orange. So that's the touch line. Touch is available in stores and total wine and spirits, a lot of independents all across the, the state of Florida and also in Louisiana. So uh, it's basically our stronghold in Louisiana would be New Orleans and the Metairie area in Covington and so forth and so on. So we're growing that out as well. Now, Nirvana Spirits is actually uh, a legal cannabis uh, spirits, uh, both vodka and gin. No flavors there, but the gin is very, very... Uh, very, very good. It's a very complex mix of, of lavenders and minerals and so on. You know, so, so I mean, the, the thing about it is, is, look, they're two different brands. And, you know, the thing about it is we, right here at Fat Dog Spirits, we are trying to make a great product to go out to the public. So that's what it's all about. So any support anyone can give us, we would appreciate it. We put our brands up against anyone and just want the opportunity for you guys to experience it. So Nirvana Spirits is not in Louisiana yet, but it is in the state of Florida. Um, Nirvana is actually uh, distributed by Southern Glacier Wine and Spirits, which is the largest distributor in the world. So you have Touches also. Let me just touch back on that. Nirvana is in the state of Florida. Touches in Florida and Louisiana. But Touch is also in Jamaica now, also in the Orient now, and uh, looking to, to, to do some things in Europe. So we got a lot of things going on, TJ. We're a small company here in Tampa Bay. But at the same time, we're very powerful. So, And it all happens because of the public giving us an opportunity. They experience our product. They love the product. And we're, we're trying to 
grow as fast as possible. And we love the fact that no matter where they're hearing us on Big Fight Weekend, nationally or all over the globe, there are fans that can hear us everywhere uh, through digital and through the Internet. They can go to nirvanaspirits.com, but also touchvodka.com to find out more about those great flavors and great tastes of Touch Vodka. And I can tell you this, I've known this, but I know he's hurting about his Saints, but this man, uh, Ron Bartholomew, I have known for a lot of years. He's behind what's going on with Touch Vodka and with Nirvana Spirits. And and those companies uh, love this man. We'll help him however I can. So we encourage the fans go check out more. Uh, if you enjoy the adult beverages, if you enjoy the nightlife, you gotta you gotta check out Nirvana Spirits, but in particular TouchVodka.com, sponsoring us here as part of Big Fight Weekend. All right, we covered it. Uh, Thurman, I'm with you. Let's hope that he has an impressive showing and it sets the table for him to have a bigger fight or two in the next, let's say, year to 18 months. That's the goal for Saturday night. Have Keith Thurman look good. Let's see what kind of challenge Lopez gives him, Ron. That's that's what's going to be all to be about on Saturday night, right? And and look, it only works to the benefit of us, uh, the, the audience, for the simple fact that Keith Thurman, at the time when he experienced his injury, he was the top welterweight in the world. That's undisputed. So, I mean, he's, you know, what, 22 fights, I think. Uh, how many fights? 28, 28 wins, 22 knockouts. And, we're you know, I don't well, know if we'll get a knockout Saturday night. We may not have to get a knockout Saturday night. Just see him look impressive. We may get a knockout Saturday night. That's right. That's right. That's right. So, look, it only works to our benefit, like I said, because then the next things get lined up. So then we see a, a Thurman Spence. We see a Thurman Crawford. You know, we see a Thurman Porter. So, I mean, you just, it only works to our benefit. Look, boxing is back, and it's here to stay this time. It's because of the Keith Thurman, the Terrence Crawford, and so forth and so on. We have a great talent pool, and we need to just sit back, watch it, and enjoy it, and support the sport of boxing. And there you go. That sets the stage for what's going to happen Saturday night, Barclays Center. In Brooklyn, New York, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, Fox will be on the air for the main event. Thurman and Lopez battling for Thurman's WBA Welterweight Championship. Again, a 22-month layoff as we've been talking throughout the podcast. What kind of ring rust will there be? I can tell you this. I saw Keith Thurman's workout a week ago for what it's worth. He's raring to go. He looks fantastic as as Keith Eidick, the writer from Boxing Scene, senior writer and columnist, said to us, What's that left hand going to look like? What's the jab going to look like in this fight? That's the hand that was badly bruised. The elbow injury has had plenty of time, almost two years to get healed up, at least 18 months or so to get healed up. What about the hand injury? We'll know that kind of right away with how effective is Thurman with that jab. Thunderous right hand from Keith Thurman. Can Lopez stay away from that? Can Lopez land some big punches himself? Will Lopez try to be aggressive? Will he hang back and let Thurman be the aggressor and try to catch him coming in? It's part of kind of the cloak and dagger, the yin and yang, the strategy of this fight for Saturday night. And again, Lopez, uh, in this case, 34 years old, knows this is his last big chance here with seven losses on the docket. Will he go for broke in this fight? Thurman, again, has a lot of humongous... Uh, mega interest fights that are on the horizon for the rest of 2019, 2020, and beyond. Fighters with names like Errol Spence or Mikey Garcia, because those two guys are fighting each other in March. Names like Terrence Crawford, a rematch looming with Sean Porter. They had such a great fight back about two and a half years ago, three years ago uh, at Barclays Center. Uh, that was won by Thurman on on a decision, a very exciting fight, one of the fights of the year. He could rematch Porter down the road, but you got to win Saturday and preferably look impressive like we've been talking about on the podcast, winning Saturday. Let's see if Thurman can do it. I I predict you will see perhaps a late-round stoppage here, if not a decision. I don't know that Lopez goes down and stays down. He's been stopped a couple of times, including by Canelo Alvarez. Does Keith land the big bomb in this fight? I'll go with like late-round stoppage or decision for Keith one-time Thurman. As he likes to say, you only need it one time. You only need one opportunity to land a big punch. That's why he's one-time Thurman. Let's see if he delivers coming on Saturday evening. My thanks again to Keith Thurman uh, for allowing me to be part of his camp there at the St. Pete Boxing Club as he was wrapping up his camp before heading to New York in this fight this weekend. Dan Birmingham also made that happen for me. Much love for him as I joke with him on the podcast. Whenever I am wanting to get a hold of him, to interview him, to interview one of his fighters. He's been so gracious to me for going on three decades now. So thanks again publicly to Dan Birmingham for helping me with that. 
Keith Eidick, thank you to him. Check him out, BoxingScene.com, senior writer, columnist. He'll be covering the fight, pre-fight mode, post-fight mode, with whatever happens with Thurman and Lopez. And also our sponsor, TouchVodka.com. Check out that website. Go to TouchVodka.com for all their great flavors. Uh, Ron Bartholomew with me as the president of Fat Dog Spirits. That's the parent company of Touch Vodka. Ron had some great insight on Keith Thurman and the fight. And look, we're here in the Tampa Bay area. That's where I'm based. That's where Ron's companies are based, including Touch Vodka. We would love to see Thurman excel, and then let's see if these big fights unfold for him. I know there are fans of of all these other fighters, whether you're talking about Crawford, who's from Omaha, Nebraska, whether you're talking about Errol, Errol Spence, who's the former Olympic uh, champion, who's fighting out of Dallas, Texas. Porter's fighting out of California, Sean Porter. I know different regions, everybody's got their guy. In the Tampa Bay area, Keith Thurman is the guy. Now let's see if the guy on the big stage in New York returns from the injury and the layoff and looks good Saturday night. That's what we're all going to find out. So that is part of what we're doing here on Big Fight Weekend. And again, whether you found us through RadioInfluence.com, subscribe via iTunes or Stitcher or Google Play or tune in, and the shows come to you in the preview of the post-fight mode automatically to your device whenever a new one is out. So we're anxious to see what happens. It's Thurman, it's Lopez, WBA, welterweight, world championship fight, Saturday night on Fox. We'll see if Keith Thurman looks impressive. How big a problem will Josecito Lopez be? That's why we tune in to watch. And that's why we talk about it on this program. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm TJ Reeves as part of Big Fight Weekend. This is an MMA report with Jason Floyd. Quick fix on Radio Influence. Obviously, the main event did not go the way uh, that that we thought uh, with Henry Cejudo winning in 32 seconds. But one of my kind of you know we can talk about the stoppage here in a second. But one of my general thoughts is is you know Dana White still does not want to give the the answer to the question of whether the flyweight division is going or where or not, which I think we pretty much know the answer to the, to the question anyway. Dana just doesn't want to tell us the answer. But after seeing what we have seen now with Henry Cejudo in his last two fights. Beating arguably, you know, one of the greatest fighters in all time in Demetrius Johnson, going out there, you know, ha- and, and beating TJ Dillashaw, the champion, a weight class above him. How, how do you not give Henry Cejudo this opportunity to prove whether or not he can be a star and get people interested in the 125 pound division? It's kind of a great story. And I, and I also wonder if it's a story the UFC wants to tell because. On social media, and it's not like Dana White is talking to the UFC Twitter guy, but they released a promo about like Joseph Benavidez after his win over Dustin Ortiz, almost begging for them to, to keep the division alive. And I'm like, this is kind of a good story to tell. A rally the troops to save the flyweight class is like a story that I think would really resonate with people. I feel like the next fight to do is Cejudo versus Benavidez, but... I think the ball should be in Henry Cejudo's court in terms of what he does next. It's hard to, you know, the win over TJ Dillashaw honestly really devalues the Bantamweight title. It's hard, I think, to turn around with TJ Dillashaw and have him fight anybody other than Henry Cejudo because it feels like the best 135-pounder is probably Henry Cejudo. So that's a tough one, but after watching the UFC card, Jason, the fight I want to see is Benavidez versus Cejudo at 125. The MMA Report with Jason Floyd can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, and RadioInfluence.com.